Autism now affects 1 in 88 children, in which 1 in 54 are boys, and the prevalence figures are growing daily. Autism is the fastest growing serious developmental condition in the United States that costs a family $60,000 a year on average, while the cause receives less than 5% of the research funding of many less prevalent childhood diseases. As to date, there is no medical detection or cure for autism. Help us at the JZO Modcast Network change that as April is National Autism Awareness Month. We ask all of you to join us this month in honoring the boys and girls who live with this condition each and every day of their lives in donating to a charity centered around researching and possibly finding a cure. Any amount is welcomed because chances are you personally know someone directly affected with autism. Let's come together and make a change. Crime is rampant in the streets. Criminals are everywhere. And why does no one answer this call to justice? Because they are at the Chatham-Kent Expo at the John D. Bradley Center in historic Chatham, Ontario, May 8th and 9th. Celebrity guest Tyler Maine, star of X-Men Halloween and Compound Fracture, is available for autographs and photos. Come dress as your favorite comic or pop culture character and compete for valuable prizes in our second annual cosplay contest. Watch the superstars of Pure Wrestling Association in hard-hitting action. Main event is Chatham's own Team Tapout taking on Revelation. Be sure to check out the JX3 Film Room for films from Chatham and around the world. And the video game room hosted by Game On Entertainment Services featuring a Super Smash Brothers tournament. And a day full of gaming card games, board games, even a Magic the Gathering qualifying tournament. So, Rob, how much for all of this? Well, Mike, funny you should ask. $15 for the Masquerade Ball and $10 will get you into CKX the next day. $10 for all day? $10 for everything. What a deal. So, Mike, where am I going to get my tickets for this? Tickets are available at the Game Masters Emporium at 55 St. Clair Street, Chatham, Ontario, and also available on GoFundMe.com slash C-K-E-X-P-O. And now, enjoy this free Jason Modcast show. Welcome to Seeing Red. Boys and girls, welcome to Scene Red. I'm David K. Montoya. And I'm Aaron Edwards. And Rebecca. Uh, Rebecca. Rebecca. I think Rebecca's asleep. <laughs> yeah, she fell asleep on the job, people. <laughs> oh, that's what we'll call this episode. Sleep on the job. <laughs> Well, here you go, Mr. What's his name? Mr. Steven Sato. It's uh, at Sato, S O T T O underscore Scott, I believe. Scott or Steve? Um, 
he read us a nice, well, he sent us a nice little uh, tweet. I was going to say love poem, but that works too. Uh, in, <clears throat> in fact, let's just go ahead and pull this up because I was working at the hospital when this came through. It was about 3 o'clock in the morning. And uh, I saw this, and it just it cracked me up. It was just so fucking funny. <laughs> um, oh, I think we, I think we might need to turn off our mic. <laughs> um, you know what? While I'm looking this up, do you want to turn that fan? You know what, kids? It is currently it's almost one o'clock in the morning, and it is so fucking hot right now. Um, I can just. Cut that out and, and post. Is that funny? Yeah, that feels good. Um, let's see. Let me find it here. I am looking. But anyway, it was like 3 o'clock in the morning, and I read this, and then I just, it, it cracked me up. It was hysterical. People uh, at work are like, what the fuck are you so chipper about? Yeah. Uh, oh, I stand corrected. It was sent, well, I've seen it at 3 o'clock in the morning, but it was sent at 10.45 p.m. I don't know if that's standard time or... Uh, Eastern Standard, yeah. Pacific, uh, Central, Japan. So, <clears throat> the the tweet says, and it is from Scott Soto, and it's, and I, I was completely wrong, it's at Soto, S-O-T-T-O, Scott uh, on Twitter. So if you want to go rouse him, feel right ahead because, you know, he's the dumb fuck that gave us our, his uh, Twitter handle. Yeah. <clears throat> it says, at C Red Pod, which that's us, you guys are some lazy bastards. I don't know why I'm, I know he's Sato, but it just, actually it should be like, uh, what? You guys, lazy bastards. Yeah. Record a fucking new show already. I am tired of waiting for show. Pieces of shit. And that did. That, that, that literally just cracked me the fuck up. Um, I wrote back. I told him. I said, we love you too. So. <laughs> Don't worry about it. <clears throat> um, so, this is what we're going to do, kids. Next week, okay, I God, I have another explanation. I'm tired of explaining things, you know, not to the audience, just because of the constant setbacks of what's going on. I have to explain. Okay, we had to push back production um, just because this week is Easter week. One of our main people um, took the entire week off to celebrate Easter. And then, not next week, but the following week after that is the beginning of Passover. So, we had the week of the, the coming week. So, this will come out this week. I'll probably put it out maybe tomorrow or, or Friday. And um, so, next week on the 9th, we're going to do, we're finally going to get to shoot the trailer. But it was, um, so we had to push it back just to accommodate because there was people that, said that they couldn't do it. And there's yeah. people that said that they couldn't do the ninth, but they were willing to, you know, adjust their schedules to make it work. Yeah. Because at this point, and I don't know if you could tell the hostility 
when I sent the mass email to everybody. I was just like, you know, I was kind of irritated. Yeah. You know, I'm tired of pushing things back. And I, I, ah, kids, let me tell you, you know, back in August when we recorded, you know, Canadian Deliverance Part 1 and Part 2, we we honestly didn't really see, foresee what would become of the Yeah. Honestly. It's surreal. It really is. Bittersweet, almost. <laughs> Unfortunately, the podcast is suffering. And, yeah. and we do apologize for that. Sincerely, no fun. You know, we're not being silly. It is sincere. We, we're sorry that the, you know, the podcast is, is lacking. Um, we'll make it up to you. I don't know how we'll make it up to you, but we will make it up to you. It's just, um, you know, this is, and I've stressed this to so many times. I, I'm, I'm, you know, we're not going out there with a fucking handicap. Yeah. Know? We're we're not going to be make pretending. We're not bullshitting. We're not. We're not going to go out there with a Kodak and film the thing. Yeah. You know, this is this is literally have become thousands upon thousands upon thousands of dollars that has been invested in this short little trailer. Yes. But it is a a mainstream Hollywood crew that's coming in, L.A. Film Group. You know, we are going to be uh, going down. I, I can I won't tell you where it's at, but we'll be in uh, Long Beach on the night to film the interiors. Um, it looks like we're going to have to do some pickups in later dates to go yeah. back down there and do the green screen. Because with the green screen, that real studio, you have to kind of make things in advance. Well, because we had to push things forward, we lost our spot. So yeah. now we have to wait for another opening to go, you know, because people are constantly in there, you know, filming. Yeah, and, all the time. And we have to, you know, abide by their rules. Yeah. So we'll we'll go probably, I don't know, I'm hoping maybe the following week. Well, no, because that's that's Passover. Yeah. So, I don't know. We'll figure something out. And let me tell you something. This is this, and I, I've said this jokingly, but I, I mean this. It's it's. I couldn't sleep last night. Yeah, literally. Um, just because so much stuff was, you know, I had to worry about and think about. Yeah. And, um, you know, mom is is working co-producer, but I'm the main producer, so it's ultimately my, my responsibility. responsibility. Yeah to, you know, have this done. And everybody in Hollywood's looking at us right now. Yeah, they're like, hmm. You know, they want to see. Will this be a good film? Right. Or will it just be another garbage independent film? Right. It's thrown on Netflix for $2,000. And, you know, literally this opportunity is going to change your lives. Just because, you know, we've caught the attention of some big name players and they're sitting back and they're watching and they want to see how I handle, you know, this little trailer in comparison to, you know, will I be able to handle a big a movie? Yeah, big budget movie. Yeah. So, and I, I promise we're not going to get into the mongers. There's really not much to talk or talk about um, other than that. You know, everything's on track as of right now. Yeah. We're pretty sick of talking about. <laughs> about what? we just want to get it done yeah mm. 
Yeah, because the longer we talk about it, the more anxious we get and the more anxious other people get about it. Right. Like, hurry up, hurry up, hurry up, hurry up. It's, it's like you can't put the pedal to the metal on something that you have no control. Well, you do have control over it, but not from a certain standpoint. Right. Well, and that's one of the reasons why I say our movie. Yeah. Because not only is it because the three of us that sit in this room right now, even though Rebecca's sacked the fuck mm-hmm. out, um, we created this, you know, and if it wasn't for Mike Lutz and the movie Madhouse game, and, you know, we were joking about it one episode, we just kind of passed over, and I, I said something like, you know, oh, I'd like to hear, you know, Mike say, squill, pig, squill, eh? And then that episode of the movie Madhouse, he actually did it for us. <laughs> and, you know, that kind of, it all, it all spins around. It's not just mine. It's not just Aaron's. It's, it's all of us. Yeah, it's like that setting show. It's like, <laughs> Yes. <laughs> and to extend out is we, it's not only our film, it's the actor's films. Yeah. You know, everybody has to be in sync to to make this work. Yeah. And that's that's the important thing here is that, you know, we have to respect it. No, 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 no. I said that wrong. We don't have to respect it. If we choose to respect it. We choose yeah. to approach it this way that, you know, somebody's time is just as important as our time. And though, yes, I did get frustrated, I still understood, you know, Easter is a religious holiday, and, you know, we, we have to respect that. Yeah. You know, they're, they're off in a different country or wherever, and yeah. they're spending time with family. We have to respect that. Yeah. So, that's pretty much it on the mongers side of things. Am I forgetting anything? Mm, no. Pretty much covered everything. Um, other than Only that, time will tell is really what we can leave out on that. Yeah, really. Because <clears throat> now you guys are going to Vegas in a couple of days, right? Yeah. Are you allowed to talk about it? Yeah. Well, it's just, it's a huge, con- I don't know how long it's been going on, honestly, because I haven't really done that much research on it, but uh-huh. Rebecca knows because she's like, she's obsessing over it. Um, <laughs> if I sound a little bit congested, it's because my allergies are starting to flare up, but. Yeah, t- that time of the year. Yeah. So. Basically, what it is, it's a huge um, rockabilly convention. It's called Viva Las Vegas, and it's been happening every year since, I don't know, like for I said, years. for years. <laughs> but uh, it's going to be like a huge venue at the Orleans, and it's going to be like uh, old school vintage type stuff. There's going to be a car show on Saturday. But it starts on Thursday and um, it ends Sunday. So we're probably going to be super fucking drunk on Sunday. So, <laughs> so that's how we're spending work, or uh, not work, but our Easter weekend. So, plus my friends, uh, it's actually kind of funny. They messaged me on Facebook. Well, not my friends, but. My friend's brother, which is, I also consider him my friend because we always got into goofy crap. Right, right. And he's like, hey, he's like, do you think we can come uh, out to visit, you know, sometime for a couple of days? I said, uh, sure, maybe next month sometime because, you know, with everything that's going on. Right. 
um i said yeah sure maybe like you know later next month you know you guys can come out for a couple of days and you can you know just kick back and uh i said or i said if you want to there's gonna be a car show at the orleans which is part of viva las vegas and uh, you can meet me there. Entry fee is only twenty dollars, and it's all day long. And he's like, "Cool." I said, "Yeah." I said, "You and uh, your brother can come, and your uh, brother-in-law, right?" Because their brother-in-law is actually really into that stuff. He fixes up old cars and stuff. He has vintage cars and shit. Yeah, he fixed up a '67 uh, Charger, and oh my god, last time I seen it, it was beautiful. He put he put he. He put everything in the car, and he has a guy that comes in, and he details the car, and he paints it, and, you know, does all that jazz. I'm like, damn. So, I know, I know for a fact that he was probably going to be there anyway. He's like, yeah, man. He's like, I'll see you on Saturday. So, I gave him my phone number. I said, uh, I'll text you, or I'll call you, you know, so you guys can come in, and you can hang out. Right. They've never met my wife before. I moved out, like, I hadn't even seen my friend in like a year before I moved out of my mom's house. So I haven't seen him in a long time. Oh, okay. seen like pictures of him on Facebook and stuff like that. And we've talked back and forth. So it, it'll be interesting because we haven't seen each other in so long. We've, I know I've changed a hell of a lot. And I'm sure he's changed too. I mean, yeah, you're looking more and more like White Bryant daily. <laughs> oh, yeah. But uh, I know I'm getting bald. <laughs> but... You know, I've always, I've, there's never been a dull moment with him. I've, we've always, like I said, we've always been in the same goofy shit. So I'm actually looking forward to it. I'm looking forward to the event that we're going to because uh, her um, social group is going to be that. Well, her sisterhood, quote unquote, sisterhood, that's what they call it. So I'm just going to call it that. The Rockabilly Mafia dolls, uh, they're going to be there at the Orleans. Are you allowed to say their name? I'm not sure, but you can bleep it out. It's okay. just pretty much. Well, because before she she said she didn't know, you know if it was okay. Well, now, I mean, because they're going to be there anyway, and supposedly there's going to be a huge fight between these two groups of women or something like that okay. down there, and one of the groups of, the, of women don't like uh, their chapter. Uh-huh. So the president's chapter for Rebecca's chapter Sit not to get into it. They say anything, just walk away. Don't even make a sound. Don't make a noise. Don't make a face. Just walk away. Because they don't need that. Right. And besides, I mean, they're better than that. You don't need to start a fight from nothing. You know what I'm saying? So, I think it's going to be fun. If anybody lives in Las Vegas, you know, <clears throat> here's this. It's into it. I'm pretty sure tickets are sold out. But I'm sure you'll find some people on the street trying Scalpers. to sell. Scalpers. Yeah. Trying to sell tickets for like three hundred dollars, because <laughs> uh, they sold out fast, surprisingly. But like I said, if you go to the car show on Saturday, twenty bucks entry fee, you get liquors and all sorts of candies and rave stuff. Psych, it's not a rave. <laughs> I'm kidding. That but, that go down there and, and meet you know Aaron and Rebecca. Yeah, we'll be there all. Five days, four days, five days, something like that. And come check us out. Holla at your boy. <laughs> <laughs> Don't have gang signs over here now. But 
on a side note, doing the John Cena, you can't see me mm-hmm. first. You can't see me. But on a side note, she's like I said, she's really stoked. She's over there sneezing, but I did her hair, so she's happy about that. And I kind of did my hair too, even though she didn't fucking tell me it was permanent. <laughs> I thought I was, I thought I was making her funny. I thought if you had a, a uh, before we started recording that, I looked and the, the light's hitting on his head. Yeah, and I was like, is, is your head burnt? You know, do you have a scalp burn? He's like, no, it's permanent. Yeah, so I have to dye my fucking hair today so I can go there tomorrow. My hair will look normal. So you got to slip this off because nobody can really see it in, like, the most recent pictures of uh, the podcast image thing. I don't know if anybody sees my stuff on Facebook or Twitter, but uh, I'm actually going kind of bald. <laughs> I hate to admit this, but I am. It runs in my family. I fucking hate it, but. Uh, I'm kind of going bald in like the front of my hair, and kind of like on like the crown area. I think I'm going bald on my crown area because I've always had a headset on my head. Right, right. Because I was gaming for so long and constant friction of the headset, so it makes it look that much worse. And she was pissed off because she has this little uh this pigment stuff in my hair, and it matches my hair cut like completely. And what you do is you style your hair dry. And uh, you like sprinkle it on the top of your hair, and then you could you put a hairspray over, you put hairspray over it, and it really this is natural hair fibers. It really matches your hair, and it makes it look a hell of a lot fuller. Oh, like things to the yeah. So I'm like, oh, that's cool, right? And then I did this shit, and she's like, I'm gonna fucking kill you. Oh, I'm not. I'm not gonna take you to view now. She's like, you're going to look like some fucking old fart and retarded with those hair streaks that you got going on. I was like, I didn't know it was permanent. Don't get mad at me. Like, I didn't know. Hey, I don't think it looks that bad, to be honest with you. I told her that, too. I said, well, you know, I could just, like, do something. I put, I put, <laughs> I put dish soap in my hair to try to get it out. I tried to put dial in my hair. <laughs> I used body wash. <laughs> uh, I tried everything. I tried shampoo, conditioner. Uh, it, it's it, it's it, if it says permanent on it, don't fucking do it unless you know the consequences. Trust me, you gotta read the fine fucking print. Cause I did. Speaking of getting it out, I wasn't. I actually wasn't on the phone doing business. I was pulling up. Today in Scene Red, we're actually going to cover some news and, uh, you know, talking about, you know, getting it out. I, I think this is appropriate lead-in to our first topic of the evening. Um, this comes from the good old people at the HuffPost or HuffingPost.com. I love those people. Yes. Even though we're not podcasting, we're still reading the material. I know, right? Just to let you know. Um... Yeah, I'll, I'll go to that later. I was going to talk about you know the future of podcasting and other networks and stuff, or other shows and stuff, but we'll get to that later. Uh, okay, so from the Huffington Post, it is ejaculating on your colleagues' food is not a sex crime in you. You think Texas or Florida, but they're they're safe this time. It's in Minnesota, eh? Oh my god, I was like, what? Yeah, so if you go and you jerk off on your colleague's food at lunchtime, it's not considered a sex crime. 
I wouldn't even consider that a sex crime. I would consider that a hate crime. <laughs> Be like, you know, put a whole new twist on the meatball sub, you know? No, I was thinking more like, uh, can I have some uh, sour cream with my nachos? <laughs> oh. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, kids, this is what it says. It says, to be clear, leaving any bodily fluid on your colleague's food will get you into trouble in Minnesota, and it is ill-advised. But at this point, it is unclear what charge you would be convicted of. To that end, a man was just cleared of sex crimes, charges after admitting that he ejaculated on his co-worker I was just laughing. <laughs> okay, it says, uh, after admitting that he ejaculated into his co-worker's coffee, and he, <laughs> I guess he wanted Kramer with it, and on her desk at work, that's the part that cracked me up. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, oh, dude. So what do you sit there? He's like, ah, you know, for everybody. He's like, oh, he like stood on top of her desk with <laughs> a cubicle, is, and everybody's like, what the hell is going on? You can only see the top up. You don't see his drawers down. And he's like whacking off to the coffee. Stand. No, I was gonna say he's probably he's like, like rubbing it against his balls, and he's like, oh. <laughs> oh, okay, I got some cream for your coffee. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and uh, you know, his, because they're probably all in cuticles. They're they're looking up and they're like, Jimmy's at it again. Oh, that Jimmy, he's a rascally wabbit. <laughs> I thought I taught a pretty kid. I did. I did. Um. So it says a judge found that John Robert Lynn. His creepy behavior didn't qualify as criminal sex conduct. Even though his victim drank the tainted coffee, Minnesota law doesn't cover indirect bodily fluid contact. Hands up in the air for that one. How's that indirect? That is the most direct you can get is ingest somebody else's penis fluid. In other words, Lynn's non-dairy screamer, there you go, doesn't qualify as criminal criminal sexual conduct because he didn't ejaculate, ejaculate directly onto his victim. According to the district court judge Patrick Diamond's ruling, the charge in part defines sexual contact as a intentional touching with seminal fluid or sperm by the actor of the com the complainant's body or the clothing covering the complainant's body. And let's see. <clears throat> we'll go ahead and pull that up more. So in other words, as long as you don't get it on you or on your clothes, it's not considered a sex crime. I would consider that a hate crime. That's just me. <laughs> but, I mean, how... It's worse than on you. It's in you yeah, now. Yeah. Uh, I can imagine the guy standing up to this. So, uh, hey. Hey. What? How'd you like that coffee? 
fine. It tastes like coffee like every day. Except they have my dick in it. No. <laughs> oh, yeah. You know that shit. I know. It's all good. Blue chokes after Oh, yeah. Hours. Now, see, this is the way I look at it. Now, there's... Did he... If he... If he jerked off into coffee and on the desk just to be a jerk? Oh, he was jerking something. Well, you know, I was kind of screwed on that one because I was like, I could go with so many sex jerks. I was, you know, I was gonna say I could go with joke or I could go with dick. You know, <laughs> it's impossible to tell at this point, people. This conversation is too damn fucking weird. Yeah, but um, but if he did it just to to do it, yeah, to piss her off, yeah, then no, it wasn't a sex crime. But if he's like, you know. Oh, I'm gonna leave my love juice behind. You know, I was gonna say, is there, was there some kind of like office romance going on? Like he, like her, she touched his pen on the desk a little bit too much or something. Like he, he got let on. <laughs> it's like, yeah, okay. Actually, she, it, she she borrowed his pen way too many times. That's what it was. It had to be. I had her scent on it, and he's like, (laughs) 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 that's how good movies are made. Yes. It's just as bad as the shoe fetish thing. I don't know. (laughs) Or the, what was it, the foot? Yeah. The foot, foot vagina? Remember? (laughs) Yeah. <laughs> a few episodes ago. Oh my God. Um, let's see. Luckily, there's a good chance that the law is about to change. Minnesota Bill 889, proposed by Representative Deborah Hillstrom, Democrat, Brooklyn Center, would make alterations by bodily fluid as a misdemeanor tracked on a felony if. A person ingests the adulterated substance and force felony convicts to register as sex offenders. Now, there's some other shit down here, but I'm on my phone right now, kids, and I can't read it because it's too small. Something about fifth-degree criminal sexual conduct. Oh, well, it kind of breaks it down to, you know, what okay. she's going to pass. We don't care about that. No, we just want to know what he passed. <laughs> yeah, we, this is an NPR, kids. I know. What the mess? I know. This isn't our first rodeo, apparently. <laughs> okay. <clears throat> so, after Lynn got off easy, he was recharged with indecent exposure, but it remains to be seen whether he'll be convicted of any charges. And this looks like a quote from Hillstrom, the chick that is trying to pass the law. It says, clearly, in Lynn's case, prosecutors thought criminal sexual conduct was the most appropriate charge, said Hillstrom, told Huffington Post Crime. The defendant confused, so the facts weren't in question, but... Judge had to ask if the action was meant with merit in detention. 
I don't know why you, your chick sound like an old man. It just kind of came up that way. I sound like a a really old version of Gandalf. <laughs> you shall not pass. Passed right through that. Yeah, man. <laughs> One orifice out the other. No. Hillstrom's bill already passed the public safety community and hits the House floor today. Soon, she hopes the action of applying bodily fluids to your co-worker's food will indeed meet a criminal detention. But hey, until the bill passes or Lynn is convicted, the whole thing is a gray area. So we took it upon ourselves to make an important list. And then in big, bold letters, it says, Look, we don't condone doing anything to your colleague's food, and you shouldn't. It's not cool, and you'll probably be arrested, fired, and ruined. This list is for dramatic effect. Colleague's foods, you can sort of, apparently, legally ejaculate into in Minnesota. Oh, my God. Okay, you ready for this? <laughs> Nachos or sour cream has to be on there somewhere. Let's see what we find. Uh, number one on the list. Everything left in the fridge. What? The next one. Yogurt. Uh, coffee. Apparently. Jamba juice. Salad. Eggs, romaine, soup, cream of mushroom, french fries, chipotle burrito, gumbo, uh, fruit salad, potato salad, Deborah's sandwich, sorry, Deb, <laughs> bagel, everything chipotle, burrito bowl, Spaghetti and meatballs, pizza, uh, a supreme biscotti salad, kale tea, cereal, dry cereal, and the last thing that you can come on, a banana. <laughs> you have to see that. I don't even know what to say. <laughs> Deborah's sandwich. Oh my god. Oh my. Well, assuming Deborah is uh, the victim here. Yeah. Uh. Yeah. So. Yep. I wanted mayonnaise, not chunks of clear, doughy-looking stuff. That wasn't. Oh shit. <laughs> That wasn't blue cheese, boy. A <laughs> <laughs> uh, little bit callback on the moment. Oh, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. If it ain't blue cheese, it's blue balls. <laughs> <laughs> oh, shit. Um, let's see. You sent me so many good ones. I have to look at here. I know. I I unintentionally find really good shit for no reason. 
I just go down Facebook. Oh, what's on Facebook today? Oh, hello. Let's see. But interestingly enough, there hasn't been no animal sex news. I know. Uh, did we talk about the, I think we did, the naked woman who stopped traffic while masturbating in front yes. of the police car? Okay. Yes. However, I've seen this article like two or three days ago, and I, I, I forgot to share it on Facebook. I, I probably, everybody else has probably seen it now, by now. Speaking of food-related incidents, did you hear about the lady that stabbed her boyfriend for eating all of her salsa. What? Yeah. Rebecca shared it on Facebook. Really? Yes. <clears throat> so a chick stabs her boyfriend for eating salsa? All of her salsa. Alright, we're going to look this up right now, kids. Here, let's just jump on Google. Woman stabs boyfriend for eating all the salt. Let's say all salsa. All of the salsa. You know, I'd be screwed because I usually even want to eat all the salsa in the house. And our record like, you better be careful. I'm like, what do you mean? You eat all the salsa. She's like, yeah, don't be touching my salsa. What? Right, I don't eat the salsa unless you eat it. Yeah. <clears throat> well, Lacey usually makes pico de gallo. I love mm. pico de gallo. Mm-hmm. I don't know if my phone, if I need a new phone or what. Which phone is good? Yeah, you need a new phone. I've had it for what? I've had my iPhone since I met you, right? No. No? No. About 2013. So two years? Really? Is that in 2013? Yeah. Huh. Well, maybe a year and a half, but... Alright, let's try this again. I remember you were all super excited. I remember I could give you a phone case. Yeah, that's right. Like, here, I found this. I thought you might want it. Cool, I just got me an iPhone. <laughs> I'm like, right on. We'll see what happens, kids. My phone is just really... <clears throat> I'm getting frustrated. I feel you. Whoever owns a Nokia Lumia... I don't remember what model it is. I think it's like an L3 or 4 or something like that. This is a fucking piece of shit. Don't get a Nokia phone. <laughs> At all. I haven't had a Nokia since the 90s. I, know. I thought it would be a good phone. Like, it might last a little while. No. No. First time I dropped it, the whole fucking screen cracked. It was terrible. This thing has been dropped. Now, I'll give it to that for the, the iPhone. I've dropped it. I have ran over it. I have thrown it. <laughs> um, it's bounced off my head a couple times. And there's no cracks on it. 
And see, my, I, I, like I said, I dropped mine one time. I'm like, what the fuck, Nokia? The old phones are like built to last, they're last. Like the new phones is you, you look at it wrong, it'll break. I hate that phone so, 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 so much. I really do. <clears throat> While I'm trying to load my phone, let's talk a little bit about WrestleMania 31. I watched it the other night. How disappointing was that? Um, I'm glad it was for free. <laughs> uh, no pay-per-view, people. Well, see, what happens now is that everything, the WWE started the WWE Network. Yeah. So everything's streaming on their website, you know, WWE.com. Oh, really? Yeah. And if you pay nine ninety nine, you get all the pay-per-views and all that shit. Well, people can, you know, tap in and stream that shit without even trying. Oh, yeah. And so I was able to watch it on a legitimate website. And I watched all four hours of it. Um, interesting enough, the very first match, I think, was the best match. Um, except the main event. But the way that it ended just destroyed the whole, the whole main event. Um, Daniel Bryan, he was in a, a table, or no, not tables, a ladders match. Yeah. With, like, four other competitors. And, um, it was, it was really, anytime you get ladders involved, people are doing, like, weird-ass, you know, acrobatic jumps and flips and shit off. And <laughs> it, it, hey there, spider friend. Yeah, really. <laughs> um... Let's see. The Divas match, the tag team match, that was kind of disappointing. It was just slow. And just as it was starting to pick up is when it ended. Wow. Sting lost to Triple H. What? Yes. They must have paid him a shit ton of money to come to WWE just to lose. Yeah. Um, It made me feel bad. It kind of made me feel old because the... uh, the Generation X came out. Yeah. The, you know, X-Pac, Road Dog. Um, uh, what the fuck's the other guy? Billy Gunn, the badass Billy Gunn. Yeah. They came out. Shawn Michaels came out. You know, they were helping Triple H. And I thought Shawn Michaels retired. He did. That's why he came out of retirement just for WrestleMania. Yeah, it was a cameo thing. Okay. And um, they looked, they all looked horrible. I know. Like, oh, yeah. Triple H is the only one that hasn't really, like, he must be, like, the youngest of them. Either that or he just has really good genes. Because he still looks like he's been, like, for the past 10 years. I mean, you can tell he's gotten older, but, yeah, yeah. he's still, yeah. still, you know, in good shape. Then the NWO came out. And you would think, because I was a big NWO fan back in the 90s. Yeah. Hogan looked good. I mean, you know, obviously he didn't look like Hogan in the 90s, but he still looked like Hogan. He was still the Hulkster. And uh, never be disappointed with the Hulkster. Scott Hall, um, he came out, and I was like, oh, my God, is he even going to make it down the ramp? I thought he was going <laughs> to die. He just looked so <laughs> bad and sickly. And... Uh, Scott Hall, I mean, other than having like really short hair, 
and he wasn't that buff. You can tell he wasn't hitting the gym that much anymore. Yeah. It just like it it broke my heart because I'm like, number one, fuck, I'm getting old. You know, because I remember when these guys were in their twenties. Yeah. You know? And now look how old they are now. But it was just uh it was another ploy, it was kind of a a, a rub in the WWE back then it was WWF yeah, versus yeah. the WCW ploy. And I was very much a WCW person. Yeah. Big I was, time. I wasn't really... I, I, didn't, I think I've said this before. The whole Attitude Era thing, I did not like. You it's know. just, it came off so bad. It came off trashy. Yeah. Like, there's no kind of articulation with anything. It was unorganized, first of all. Now, I know I'm tired, but where the fuck did I just stick my phone? In your pocket. Did I? Yes. Okay. Yes, sir. But, um, The Undertaker versus, uh, Way, uh, what's his name? Fuck. Bray Wyatt. Now, Bray Wyatt has become my favorite wrestler of this new generation. Yeah. He's just creepy and funky. And I, I like that. What was that guy's name? He had, like, the, the rain stick and. It was a black dude. When I don't mean to offend anybody, but that dude was like black. He had the worm. He come out with the bag of worms and he was like, <laughs> "Did he have a painted face?" Yes. Papa Shango. I think it was. That dude was fucking creepy. I was like, if anybody, anybody in the wrestling world come out with a bag of worms and start eating in front of the crowd and be like, <laughs> "That is fucking creepy." I'm yeah. sorry. Well, the Undertaker came out and. The Undertaker looked like an old man. Yeah. Okay. He looked... I, I mean, remember last year he looked old. Fuck. He got the Chuck Liddell haircut and everything. I was like, damn. Well, he had a regular crew cut going on. Yeah. Did he? Mm-hmm. Uh, and, um... Yeah, my phone's froze again. And there was nothing scary about him. He did not look like the Undertaker... You know, he, yeah, he had built up. He's, you know, he's still in, in decent shape. I thought he would have retired after that. The beating. Yeah. But he just, he dominated Way Bryant. Or Bray Wyatt, sorry. Bray Wyatt, yeah. And um, it just didn't feel believable. You know, when he does that spider walk, he did that spider walk, right? And you know how the Undertaker just sets up? You know, like kind of like a way. fucking Dracula coming out the yeah. coffin, yeah. Now, to me, the spider walk is much <laughs> more, more ominous. Yeah, you know, than him just setting up. And he's doing the spider walk, and then the Undertaker sets up, and he, like, crumbles in fear. He's like, oh, you know, he's all scared and shit. Um, I actually wanted the Undertaker to lose, but he won. And he dominated the, the whole match. Hmm. So maybe they're trying to build him back up again before he really goes into retirement. Because that man, that man has seen better days. I agree. And then, um, let's see. Oh, and then the match with um, Roman Reigns and Brock Lesnar. Brock is just a beast, man. Within 30 seconds of the of the beginning of the match, right? 30 seconds in the match, he just grabs him, throws him, and puts him in F5. It's, it's over. What? And he's like, 
Well, I mean, it gets better, but he could have won right there, but within 30 seconds, he beat the guy. So he just, like, beats the holy hell out of, out of Roman Reigns. And he just starts doing these different types of suplexes, you know, standardized superplex, yeah, German suplex, and he, and then he just got into this whole thing of German suplexes, and he looked at him, at him, and he, he's like, uh, "Suplex City, bitch!" <laughs> Picks him up and suplexes him again. Well, anyway, <clears throat> I think something happened because that was a legitimate hit. Roman Reigns legitimately hit Brock Lesnar. And split him open. He swelled and was bleeding. And you could see in, in Lesnar's face that. That was the turning point right that there. That just straight pissed him off. I mean, there was no playing. He was just pissed off. Yeah. And then um, he Roman Reigns does this thing called the Superman punch. Does <laughs> <laughs> he jump off the turnbuckle? and <laughs> Not quite. Uh-huh. That, that would be even better. But you know, in in the Menestero, in the Menestero, when he he goes and puts his hand down in the snow, yeah, he, he slams his hand down in the snow before he kicks off the fly. Yeah, well, that's what he does. He he acts like he he does this. He he holds his hand up in front of him, takes his other hand and like cocks it like a gun, right? What the fuck? Then he slams it down on the map, right? Mm-hmm. Then he runs as fast as he can and he. Jumps. He doesn't jump off a rope or he just jumps at the person and slugs him, right? Oh my god. I'm like, that has got to be one of the worst finishing moves ever. It was just dumb. So, anyway, uh, Brock hit his head, split his head open. Um, I don't know. I, I, I think that might have, I, I can't tell because of how, ha- how fast it happened. Because there really was no time for him, you know, because wrestlers hide razor blades on themselves to cut themselves. Yeah. But he literally, his head hit the mat, or hit the ring post and his head went back and it was blood. You know, so I don't know. Anyway, it was just like, seriously, he was bleeding. And then all of a sudden, just when it looks like Brock Lesnar is going to just completely finish uh, Roman Reigns off, um, Seth Rollins, who's this like weasel looking motherfucker, somehow he won the Money in the Bank in the beginning of the year. Mm-hmm. So he has a whole year to turn, he has a contract that says, and you can turn it in, and it becomes, you, you have, you can literally turn it in, turn the, if you have a referee, you could be in the parking lot and say, here's my, my Money in the Bank case, and literally have a match right there. So he ran down there. He turned in his, his case, and he made it a triple threat match, right? Mm-hmm. He kicked um, Brick Lesnar, Brock Lesnar, out of the ring, gave uh, what he calls a curb stomp. And all he does is he runs, and he jumps, and he kicks the back of your head, and your head hits the mat. That's, that's his finisher. And he pins, he pins Roman Reigns, who's not even the champion. Mm-hmm. To become the world champion. So Brock Lesnar lost his title without even being beat last night. I'm like, how how does that work? Yeah. So they must be running out of ideas. Like legitimately, they must be running out of ideas because that's just. And then The Rock came out. I I seen a picture of that. I'm like, why? Why? 
you're not a wrestler. You're back to acting. Yeah. <laughs> you know, he comes out and he's like, oh, I'm badass. Oh, I'm me, I'm the rock. And he's running his mouth and talking shit. And, and uh, then he pulls this USC chick out. And she, uh, she puts Stephanie McMahon in this, like, crossover arm bar, arm bar while she's standing up. Mm-hmm. And Stephanie's, like, overselling it. She's like, ah, you know. It was just it was stupid. stupid. Yeah. I'm like, okay, what was that? I heard that chick was, or not her, but I seen that chick. She was wearing a, a Vegeta shirt. Uh-huh. Yeah. It made me laugh when it said it's over 9,000. I was like, that is the best. And it, it was funny because Kotaku put a thing about it. It said, this has got to be the best of the worst WrestleManias ever just because of this chick. And I seen the picture, and I laughed so hard. I was like, oh, my God. Yeah. It's terrible. I don't know, kids. <clears throat> Sorry, I was just taking a little drink here. Um, all right, let's try again. Uh, see if we, without my phone freezing up. We'll type, or we'll type nice and slow. Oh, here we go. It's lady. Load. What? It's load. actually loading. Load. load, load. Oh, she homegirl too. Woo. That's homegirl right there. Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. That is her. <laughs> I wasn't expecting that. I was actually, and I can say this because I'm Hispanic. I was expecting like a you know cholo or yeah. chola, chola because it's salsa. Mm-hmm. Um. <sighs> Let's see. All right, you ready for this one? Did you read it already or no? No, I, I read the thing and I just laughed. I said, "I we got to talk about this. I just, just in my mind. Oh, yeah, this is so stupid, Red. It says, Ohio woman arrested for stabbing boyfriend for eating all the salsa. No, really. Okay. It says, it's... It's like a verse out of the cell block tango, but instead of popping his gum, Phyllis D. Jefferson, boyfriend, or, yeah, I said that right, Phyllis D. Jefferson's boyfriend, Ronnie D. Bucker, ate the last of her salsa. And she had enough. This dude's been eating her salsa all week. And she came home after work, wherever she worked, you know, if she worked. She said, you know what? I'm about to go eat some salsa and some chips. How would that sound? How, how would that sound? How how would that conversation go? I don't know. I, it'd probably be like, you motherfucker, you... Ooh, this motherfucker right here ate all my damn motherfucking salsa. Really? <laughs> really, motherfucker? Grab the salsa, guys. Wham! <laughs> She tried to hide it in the trash cans. Like, that's where it go. That's where the motherfucking salsa go. You don't you eat all the salsa. You gotta put the motherfucking in the damn trash. <laughs> uh, at least they're not slobs, huh? Right. Okay. Until the knife broke out. <laughs> I'm gonna show you where something go, bitch. <laughs> It'd be like a. <laughs> Oh boy, I'm from the street. You don't even want to fuck with me. You ain't on my damn salsa. She go grab the knife off the knife block. She I cut up, motherfucker. 
<laughs> you think you grown? You think you living here for free? Eating people's sauces and shit? <laughs> okay, let's see what the story says. It says, once Jefferson, 50, realized she had none of the tomato-based dip to scoop her chip into, WKYC reports in the Acton, the O, oh, the Acton, Ohio resident, went berserk and reportedly stabbed her boyfriend, 61-year-old. Are you ready? It wasn't a knife. What? It wasn't a knife. And reportedly stabbed her boyfriend, 61-year-old, 60, with a pin in his pelvis. Oh, my God. He must have... He must have ate all the salsa and put the jar back in the fridge. Oh, Okay. Then she attempted to knock the television onto the floor, but when Buckner saved his precious box, it only fueled her rage. Jefferson allegedly went into the kitchen, then retrieved a knife and stabbed him in the stomach. According to the report. Oh. So not only did he get stabbed in the pelvis with a pin, now he got stabbed in the gut with a knife. Because he saved his TV. And it said his TV, so that was his house. Yeah. Wow. It says, police say the salsa-loving suspect then ran out of the house, drove off before she was stopped and arrested on charges of felony, assault, and criminal damaging. It says, luckily, Buckner was treated at a local medical center, but his injuries do not appear to be life-threatening. You, you were pretty close on that. Uh, yeah. I didn't think I was, but... <laughs> no, he had to have ate all the salsa and put the jar back in the fridge. No, you know what it was? Is was... He didn't... He he ate all the paste picante, and he left that shit from New York City in the fridge. That's what pissed her off. <laughs> <laughs> I'm from the Bronx. I'm you don't even want to fuck with me right now. <laughs> oh shit. Um. So let's see. That was a good one. What have you guys heard? Um. We'll try to do, let's see, let, let me think here. Do I have time? You know what, come back. We're going to release it this week. Um, and then next week on Monday, I'll do the um, the best of. That's Rebecca signing off there. Um, and then maybe, maybe we'll, we'll squeeze one more in um, next week. Yeah. So we'll see what happens. Uh, just there's just so much going on, and and for those that you know don't send us death threats and call us pieces of shit, we do sincerely appreciate it. Um, go over to twitter.com/slash/themongersmovie. Uh, you can follow us there, or you can go to uh, facebook.com/slash/themongersmovie, and you can you know like us there and. <clears throat> what what our tip our game plan is now I don't know if we're going to be able to be there in person 
but our game plan is to actually have the the trailer um, be released publicly at the CKX in Chatham, Ontario, Canada. Because I feel that you know the story takes place in Canada. I think it's only fitting that it premieres in Canada. It premieres in Canada. Um, and it CKX is coincidentally on May eighth and ninth. And, uh, you know, May 8th is a, a very special day for me. I'll be, be turning 38. 38 or 39? 38. Uh, 48. No, I'm kidding. Okay. <laughs> not that old. Not that yet. Uh, so that's kind of the game plan there. Like I said, we've just got so much going. You know, Rebecca and Aaron are involved in the movie too. Plus they've got their own little thing going with, uh, you know, their, uh, their social group and, and everything with that. And it's just really hard to find time to get to squeeze stuff in, yeah. You know, hopefully once everything's finished up, you know, we can sit down and get back on a regular, you know, program. Yeah, it's just been a lot of craziness. Yes. Like I said, who knew? You know, sitting down, just, you know, being silly with, you know, 86 and 87. Yeah. We just started all out. All right, kids. So come back next time. I'm not going to say next week. Just come back next time, uh, and we'll see what happens. I'm, like I said, thinking Monday we'll put up the best of, and then maybe like a midweek special with Aaron and I. Uh, so until next time, I am David K. Montoya. And I'm Aaron Elitch. And Rebecca's still over there snoring. right. <laughs> Good night, folks. Welcome to Seeing Red.
looking for a new book, comic, or apparel from your favorite MythWorks or independent creators? Then you're in the right place. Introducing the all-new redesigned MythMart store. Now bigger, badder, better. Sign up and become a member and receive 10 to 50% off on selected items. Get the all-new Terry D. Shearer's Bloody Hell t-shirt, or non-members can pick up one of our e-books for only $4.95. Or go into the past to relive the 90s with MythWorks Comics Classics for $3.99. The new MythMart. Bigger, badder, better. Visit MythMart at www.mythworks.com slash MythMart. Or find us on Facebook for extra savings. Do you own a business or have an item you want to sling? Do you want a chance to reach potential customers? Do you want to make some extra cash? Then here's your chance. For $50, you can have a one to two minute commercial featured on each of our shows for an entire month. With six shows a week, that's only $2.09 per podcast. Plus, for an extra 10 bucks, your item will be placed into MythMart. So sit back and relax as they handle all stages of transactions. Contact our ad department at info at jaysamon.com. 